Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs podcast. We're on season five, episode number six. Tonight's the sports edition. Andy, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Going to kind of keep this one uh, college-based today. A lot, of, a lot of sports. There's so much happening in college. We're going to focus on that. We've got some other things going on as well, but it's going to be sports theme, of course, for our typical Monday night show. And we'll start off with the trivia question, which is going to be, which is going to tie into everything, right? Yes. It puts a nice little bow on it, I think. Trivia question. 20, no, the year 2000. Yeah. The year 2000. So 23 years ago. The year 2000. 0-0. Who was the Heisman Trophy winner? Who was the, who was a local kid from Minnesota that won the Heisman Trophy in college football on this date? 23 Joe years on this date, who won it? Wasn't Joe Maurer? No. No, no. Heisman Trophy. He, nah, I got nothing. he was supposed to go college. He was supposed As, to play football. Yes, and he didn't. So, all right. Could have been. I'll know? bring up your your deal here. We got sports to talk about. Yeah. We'll circle back to the end of the episode for some more answers on the trivia, which many of you will probably know, but uh, we got lots of things here. All right, here we go. Just as you know, we are not the best podcast anywhere. Reported by this gal here on you know Thursday Night Football. Oh, so awesome! The best podcast anywhere. I like it. All right, sports and songs, '80s baseball stat of the week. It's not really an '80s; it's more of a '70s. But I thought it was kind of neat. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, there we go. Over 100 marijuana plants sprouted at Anaheim Stadium playing field during the 76 season after the Who had played a concert there. Perfect. So this is Anaheim and, uh, you know, where the Angels yeah. play. And uh, yes. marijuana sprouts started sprouting up the plants after a Who concert. After a Who concert. Just saying. That is, that's a good All stat. Right. That's a good stat. Coach Entz of the Bison put this out. The last 10 years have been an unbelievable experience for my family and myself. People have asked me over and over, what is it about the Bison and Fargo? It's easy, the people. Yeah, you can tell right there he's kissing ass. Next year he will be the defensive line or uh, linebacker coach at Southern Cal. He is moving oh, on. Nice. So yep. we will see him here in Big Ten football here in Gopher Country. He will be kind of back in the neighborhood, but he is going on to USC after this okay. year's playoff. Tour. Well, congrats. So, which is kind of weird, but we'll get back to that too. Now, how you know Coach Bowl goes straight from a head coach here to head coach at D1, and this guy goes from head coach to a linebacker coach in D1. So maybe he offered defensive or head coach jobs and didn't want him because you know, Big shoes to fill. He wants to work his way up. We'll see. Yeah, interesting. Tony Granato, uh, former Wisconsin hockey player. His daughter, Cammy is uh, got a job, uh, I think it's with Canucks in the front office. Anyway, um, he debated on how to share the news. He was taking a temporary leave of absence from NBC Sports Chicago and Blackhawks broadcast, as well as NHL Network. He was recently diagnosed with a form of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, Tony Granato was a he's a cheddarhead. He played at Wisconsin, um, led led Wisconsin coaching wise to the Big Ten title a couple years ago. So, just thoughts and prayers to Tony and the family. 
I think I said his daughter earlier, his sister, Cammie. I'm sorry. His sister, Cammie, is with mm. She's done lots of hockey things. The whole family, Granado family in Wisconsin hockey, pretty pretty popular. They're pretty famous. So our best to Tony and his family. Okay. Also, locally, Doug McLeod, former Gopher voice and other local Minnesota sports voice, has passed away. So thoughts and prayers to the McLeod family. Yeah, very recognizable voice. Yes. Well, the few guys who can pull off a mustache. Yes. Him and Tom Selleck. <laughs> Speaking of, let's do some hockey, college hockey. Here we go, CCHA. The Tommies are in first place, Dan. Wow. Move it up. They're, they're up in D1 playing with these guys. And, and with the big boys, well. there they are. 21 games in and... Or 21 points, 12 games in, 7 and 5. 9, 8, and 1 overall. Not a lot of winning records there in that conference, but the Tommies have the best one. And Augustana, they will be playing 25 26 as a full member. Oh, if you saw on our social media, they're building a new hockey arena down there in Augustana, South Dakota Forum. So they will be part of the group. Okay. It's the Tommies, Michigan Tech, Mankato, Bemidji, Northern Michigan. <clears throat> then there we go with the uh, NHA, St. Cloud, State, 7-0-1 in the conference, 9-5 overall, too. At North Dakota, Western Michigan, Denver, et cetera, et cetera. Then we get to the Big Ten. There's the Gophers. I don't know what makes me happy. The Gophers are in first or Wisconsin's in last. I don't know what. What I like. Nice. A good problem to have. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a nice nice debate. Half full, half empty, you know. And the gals, Ohio State still holding on to number one in the, in the WCHA. Gophs two, Wisconsin three. Boom, boom, boom. 13 and one, 10 and three and one, 10 and four. So pretty tight action with those top three teams. Awesome. And the Beavs are not in last place, by the way. I just want to point that out. NSIC, Northern Sun. We're going to talk some other sports here now. Here's a little men's basketball. Of course, early in season. Mankato and Moorhead both 10-0. Overall, 4-0 in conference. There's the Beavs right in the middle of the pack, 2-2, two 6-4 and two, six and four overall. St. Cloud State down towards the bottom. And, of course, Minnesota Crookston. Bringing up the rear, as we say. Gals, Northern State, eight and two. Concordia, eight and two. There's the Bees towards the bottom. They're two and five overall, owned four in conference. Thank God for Wayne State being 0 and five. The Summit League, rocking basketball now, Dan. Yes. Men's basketball standings. Here we go. No conference games yet, but we are overall games. South Dakota, seven and three. North Dakota State, 7-4. and Bison. That pesky Oral Roberts in there. Pesky, pesky. Pesky, One, yes. 4-4 overall. You know what this means? It means the gals are next. Look at that. Yes. There it is, gals basketball. South Dakota again first. South Dakota State, two. 
ORU three. Buys in kind of middle of the pack there. Three and oh at home, one and three on the road. Got to win those road games, girls. Four and six overall. Conference season coming up. But I think the guys we put on social media, the men's team, and I, I kid you, I beat someone like 108 to 19 or something like that the other day. Just sad. <laughs> Big 10. Don't see this very often. Northwestern on top. Northwestern, 7-1. Wow. Oh, yes, you're right. That. I, I had to look twice. And there's a gopher surprisingly in the middle. Um, you know, seven and three overall, one and one. But you know, Big Ten is such a tough, tough guy. I mean, Michigan State's 0 and 2. Really? The last Michigan State, really? So we'll see how that turns out. And the gals for Big Ten, there's the ghosts, number two. Eight and one at home, one and oh, and there was only one road game. They won it, though. That's good for them. So see if they now, uh, Andy, I looked to see when Iowa will make the trip here. It's going to be middle or, or end of February. Caitlin yeah. Clark and company will be at uh, Williams Arena, I believe, for the barn, as we call it. The, the barn. barn will be last time I get a chance to see Caitlin Clark for Iowa. Uh, I might, I might try to look at getting tickets. It's a Wednesday night game at eight p.m. Yes. to see Iowa against the Golden Gophers women's. We'll talk more about that in the next couple of months, but that could be a good, fun game to go to. I want to go wear my non-grata shirt and see if she'll sign it. Yes, Caitlin and now Talon sign the other side. Talon, get them mixed up. Talon should go and see which one. Yes, get their picture together. Yes, it's never been done. Twinsies. Twinsies. Here we go. Here we go. Division three football. Here we go. Their championship game is coming the fifteenth. North Central Illinois against Cortland. So there we go. So there that Wartburg was uh in the semis, they lost by seven. They they put up a good fight. That's our closest local team we had in the D3 finals. D2, which they reseed is when they hit the final four. So as much as you have your little bracket board in your sheets when you do it, they reseed at the final four. Uh Colorado School of Mines is just walking through everything. Uh, Harding. They had it pretty easily. So two high-powered teams. It's almost kind of like a high school tournament stand where these two teams are, like, powered through the championship on each side, you know. Yeah, these will be this will be the best game on paper uh, for the for the yep. weekend of, of college football games, not D1, yeah. but, you know, all the, D, of the FCS and the D2 yeah. and D3. This should be the closest matchup. Yeah, this should be a fun one. Speaking of FCS, Bison, go to Montana. And then uh, the bunny is that you Albany now actually you Albany was the lower seed that had a better record going into that last game, but it is what it is. You Albany, I, I, I'm picking the two. I'm picking you Albany and the Bison there, Dan, for the, to play on the championship. Well, that would be very interesting. Now South Dakota State's the overwhelming favorite to yeah, win. I defeated it this year. There's ranked yeah. number one. You know Albany. I looked it up. They were at the end of the regular season ranked nationally, ranked 15th, and they're in the final four. Yep. And North Dakota finished in the seventh spot. And yep. you know, Montana's two, so you got a one and a two in there. But, boy, this could be some good football. Yep. Uh, South Dakota State does have the Dome. 
Montana plays outside in the elements, as we like to say. In the elements, yes. Women's volleyball. Just want to bring this in because we had two Big Ten teams in here. Nebraska against Pittsburgh and Scotty and Texas on the other side in the semifinals for their championship. Uh, usually it's the Gophers have always kind of made it this far, and they didn't this year. They were bounced in the first round. Both Wisconsin and Nebraska have good. Nebraska's a very, very good volleyball team. So um, don't be surprised to see Nebraska taking the trophy home there. And speaking of gals and the WNBA, they had their draft lottery the other day. Basically, the four teams that don't make the playoffs are in their draft lottery. Oh, okay. So here it is, the records, combined records, this and that. Indiana gets the number one pick. And L.A., Phoenix, and Seattle. And the rest are based on record. Okay. Minnesota get the seven pick. So Indiana, if you're a betting man right now, start getting your Indiana jerseys with Caitlin Clark's name on it because that's – She'll be the number one overall pick. Is that the uh, should, yeah. the mock draft right now? The analysts yep. say, okay. Yeah, yep. that's that's kind of where it's going. Fun to watch. Which brings me to the soapbox, Dan. I love it. Here we go. I can only imagine, Andy, what the topic is. There's so many to pick from. Well, I'm, I put it right here after the, the WNBA lottery. Okay. And this is just my, my two cents here. I like the fact that the WNBA and women's college basketball do not overlap like with the men. Cause now that they had their draft lottery and they'll have their draft soon after the champion, after the playoffs, when you still have these names all still fresh in your head, you know who did. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I kind of like that. Now, should the NBA change their schedule? I, I don't follow it. So I'm not going to lose any sleep if they do or not. Marketing wise. I think it's good that WNBA they go in the summer because they're not going to be able to compete with college basketball, college football, pro football, pro basketball. They're, they would just get lost in the shuffle. And that's not a rip on the WNBA. They would just get lost in the shuffle. Okay. You know. So having them play in the summer I think is good. But I like the fact how their draft is right after March Madness. We still know the names. It's a little more fun and exciting. Should the NBA do their draft that soon? Maybe get more NFL, other sports. Do it a little bit after the college finals. Names are still popular. We still know who it is. A little more interest. Instead of watching a draft going, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Do it a little bit after the finals. And that's that. That's what I got to – and that's all I got to say about that one, as my friend Forrest would say. Perfect. But, um, you know, I also kind of getting back to the um, uh, the reseedings in college football in the tournament there. I don't think reseeding in the Final Four is a smart thing. You set your bracket and you go. Boom. My opinion. So you're talking now for the football, the Fs. Yeah, when you get to the Final Four, don't reseed them. Just let it go. I don't like that. I know some other sports do that. They reseed you after every round or every so many rounds and – well, if they would, if the college football would do it the what I call the correct way, have everyone play their conference finals and have the coaches vote, and then you get your top four, and it is what it is. One will play four, two would play three. This year, 
You've got Miami, who's the fourth seed, my, uh, Florida State, not even in it, because but they are the fourth best team in, in America. Yep. Some people said they didn't make it because their quarterback got hurt. Who's going to want to watch that team? You never know. Well, you never well know. it's fair enough, but they did. They finished fourth. I mean, they were the they, fourth. They earned that spot. I don't care if the guy hurt. Last and they're undefeated. Last. I don't care who's hurt. Uh, they are undefeated in a Power Five conference. Uh, and so they did everything they could to get there. Now they're not. So now we've got this dilemma. Now, earlier this week, a lawsuit was filed regarding this yep. for college for college football. So lots of things going on here. We don't know how this is all going to shake up, but there's a lot of people unhappy with all that. But uh, we'll have more of that on next week's show as well. One other story that came out, I don't know if it was hogwash or real or conspiracy theorists, but it was one of the things that got you thinking too. One person threw out there going, Florida State wants to leave their conference and join the Big Ten. Or join another conference, and if their conference is going to get no love and respect for going undefeated, see that could be elsewhere. more of the fallout with the domino effect on one little decision like this. This is this is how it's going to play out. It could, and there's no guarantee they're going to play in the Orange Bowl. They're still deciding if they're going to even play in the game. So once again, so they now, get the in, they get the invite. Now they have to accept it. It's not just locked in. Right now, that's who they're that's who's playing. Yeah, is what's they on play Georgia, and it's like. Why? So that'll be very interesting. We'll have more of that on Wednesday. Now, the Heisman Trophy was announced. Yes. So Mr. Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback, won it. He, you know, was a big Another stud. thing the NCAA got wrong. Uh, okay, fair enough. He was Arizona State first for, what, three years? Yep. And then switched on over to LSU, won it. He's a dual threat. He had almost 5,000 combined yards from yards this year, passing 40 touchdowns. And I think he scored 10 on the ground. He had 50, 50 touchdowns and almost 5,000 yards. He was a thousand yard rusher. But you're right. The other candidates, I, I, I wasn't expecting him to win the Heisman, and he did. Right. I, I, I was still going to Marvin Harrison Jr. I thought I was going to get it. I, I, <coughs> it's, it's, it's unreal. So, Congrats to uh, Mr. Daniels. Uh, fun stuff. And, you know, Harrison, I think, finished fourth in the voting. He wasn't even in the top three. Right. And, you know, this kid that won it, I mean, the dual threat quarterbacks like that, very few are doing that well in the NFL at it. Yeah, that does not oh, Josh, Allen, Josh Allen throws a lot of touchdowns and runs for a lot of yards and runs for a lot of touchdowns and throws a lot of interceptions. Yeah, it does. It never means that these guys it'll translate to the next level, as they say, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. then they, you know, they, the the average quarterback in college could be very good. The very good quarterback in college could be a dud when they come out. You never know, and they put so much thinking and thought into it, trying to narrow that down. And it's it's tough. Christian Ponder was the the best on paper of all time, is what they said. The best quarterback coming out because he's got brains, he can throw. He's uh, the right size, the right mobility, like and it never, never, never went. You mean like Dobbs? Dobbs, fast, oh, dual threat. He's the right side. So you yeah. never know at the NFL level what you, what, how you're going to pan out. But congrats to winning the Heisman, which leads us, Andy, to our answer. Yes. Go ahead with the question. The answer, the question once again, who won, who the local boy was, uh, the local gentleman, I, I suppose, who won the Heisman Trophy in the year 2000. Any guesses? He was a 
grown man. Um, it was Chris Winkie. Yes, it so, was. So St. Paul, so, St. Paul Hardy. Where do you go? Well, it Paul was Creighton Durham Hall. Creighton. Somewhere in St. Paul. Three-sport athlete, good, good first baseman in baseball, uh, won the Heisman as a quarterback in football, was good all-state, I believe, basketball player too, kind of like a, a Joe Maurer at the time, Winky. Yep. Real good. He went and played um, baseball for a few years. Um, he was two. a second-round pick by the Toronto Blue Jays. He was. I think they were going to give him a call to spring training, look at him to come up, and he said, nope, I'm going to try college football. So he goes in at 25 years old, his freshman year. As a freshman. <laughs> you know, um, does that, gets his thing. And this is the whole Heisman to pro transfer. Heisman trophy winner at 25. He's going to go pro. So here he's a 30-year-old rookie in the NFL. Playing for the Carolina Panthers. Gets the starting job that year. He's, he's going to be the man for the Panthers. Their first game is here in Minnesota. No, because the NFL's not fixed or rigged at all. Let's have Winky's first game be in Minnesota. Carolina wins that game, then loses the next 15 that year. They were they were known, yes, for some infamous records uh in the losing. Get that trophy candidate or quarterback, and uh, you're good. Now they won the national title in college, uh, the team he was on was yeah. voted the Heisman Trophy winner. He was not even on the consensus All-American team. There was another quarterback that made the All-American consensus All-American team at, at the quarterback position, and not him. Yeah. And he was the Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> yep. So he went on to play you know, six years uh, in the minor leagues for baseball. And very good. I looked him up you know, as part of our trivia today. You know, the guy's 51, 50 years – I think he's 51 years old. Yep. He could be eligible, Andy, to be playing in an over 50-plus men's senior men's league right now. Maybe I wonder if he's getting offers to play. I know he's coaching still in football, but he's still a tremendous call. athlete. He's going to call us to go to Florida with you guys next year. He he lives – him and his family are in Austin, Texas, but uh, he he's over 50. He should be playing, I think, in a senior oh, men's man. baseball. Well, we'll do it out in San Antonio at Christmas to see former intern Abby. I'll, I'll give him a, a ring. I'll call him. See in Austin. Yep. Uh, he's we'll, still doing we'll a lot do of coaching. He was active with, uh, you know, with John Madden doing some things too at the time. Um, yeah. But uh, very. I'm not ripping on him by saying the 1 in 15 season. I'm not doing it. Yeah. They... Great guy, great kid. Just it's the whole, you get the Hasbro Trophy winner and. They and... were on a bad, I would call it a bad team. But boy, he couldn't win a game to save his life. He's he's he sputtered around in the NFL as a backup quarterback for a while. Never won games as a starting quarterback. He won that Vikings game against yep. the Vikings, and that was it. Never was really became much. But he was one of those guys that entered college. Just imagine playing in the SEC or the ACC at age twenty-five as a freshman quarterback. You're older than every senior that's there. You're probably the same age as a lot of the, the you know, the grad assistant coaches on the staff. Yeah, yeah. And you're the young rookie quarterback. So that was – he came in, Andy. The other thing that happened on this day today was Charlie Ward won the Heisman Trophy. And then went and played for the New York Knicks. That's right. Did he? Yes. Yes. Charlie Ward. So he was in the same recruiting class with Winky to begin with. Winky says, no, I'm going to go play for the Blue Jays. And maybe that helped decide it because Charlie Ward would have been the starter, perhaps, or Winky. And didn't Charlie Ward play at Florida State, too? 
Yes, and he won the Heisman at Florida State. They were in the same recruiting class. They had them both ready to sign on the dotted line, and Winky says, I'm going to go play some baseball. And I'll I'll bet it had something to do with Ward. I I didn't know the story, but Ward went on to be the starting quarterback, won the Heisman, switched to NBA to actually play major league uh, NBA basketball in the pros. Winky went football and baseball, both. Very interesting. I like that trivia question for today. The last thing we've got for today – Bowl season. So the Army Navy Navy game finished. That's the last game of the nice finish for that game. Very, Very nice good finish. finish. I watched that. Uh, was what 19, 17, 12, or 19, 19 to 11. 1911 was the final score. But so that's week 15 of the college football. There's always just one game and gives everyone a break until bowl season hits. Now, bowl season is going to be here. Andy, we got this, the four games you talked about already, which are D3, Friday and Saturday. D2, yep. I mean, D, D2, one's Friday, one's Saturday, and then the FCS yep. is Friday and Saturday. Good, big games. And then college football, D1, the big the big boys. Six games kick off the season Saturday, staggered throughout the day to make it an all-day event. And then you can throw in some NFL games on Saturday as well. Now, there's as we're recording this, there's two Monday night games tonight. Yeah, I don't know why that is, but there is two. There was a I because at first I thought it was a bad weather somewhere and they moved the game. Nope. I, I guess NFL planned this shows you how much I follow along. It didn't even notice until I was looking at my fantasy team. Um, and speaking of the games, Tennessee Titans Hall of Famer or their team Hall of Famer, Frank Widechuck passed the other day. Okay. Two, two years old. Famous for the uh, Music City Miracle. Uh, the pass to him, and he threw it across field on the kickoff. Oh, yes. Um, he was at home, 52 years old, fell and struck his head against something. So, Oh, I did not hear it. Why check? Wow. Yeah, so uh, um, the Titans have a little ban or patch on their uniforms or something tonight or do something special for him. So, yeah. Nice guy, great guy. Again, Everybody loved him. Just freak accident, fell at home, bumped his head. So, wow! Vikes escaped with a three nothing victory against the Raiders in uh, in Las Vegas, and the Wild won three nothing yesterday. Also, coincidence? Very interesting. Now, uh, the college football once again. There's the six college football bowl games, and then there's the two championships for D three, D two, and then the FCS. Uh, semifinals. So lots of good. There's 10 football games to watch uh, Friday and Saturday combined for college. Going forward, there's two or three. Because D3 is a, fi- a championship game and not a Final Four. Uh, yes, D3 and D2 are both championship games. Yeah. Oh, that's so right. right. So there's the six big schools and then the two the small FCS, schools. There's eight right. and then the two FCS, which are semifinals. So a total of 10 games between Friday night and Saturday afternoon. And after that, I think there's most of the bowl games are one to two to maybe three a day. There's not as many as six until we get closer to New Year's. But that's the sports. And if you do it, the college football games are going to mix them all around between USA Network, ESPN2, ESPN. They should mostly be on the ESPN family of networks, but don't be surprised if something comes up, they bump it. So Awesome. awesome. <clears throat> that's all I've got. Have a good week, everyone. See ya.